Good morning, my brothers and sisters. On this, the latest and greatest in spoiler cast for video games with the Good Morning Guys podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about all things God of War Ragnarok. But first, thank you, Joiner, for joining us on this fine morning, after an evening or night. I am your host, the Brazilian Norseneer and transition loot lizard, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also with me, the judge, the jury, and executioner of Runes and Ravens, Patrick Novacell. Mm, trying to find those ravens sometimes difficult. Oh, yes, they were. Uh, trying to hit those ra- I almost said raisins. <laughs> I heard it through whole, the grapevine. It's a whole different game. <laughs> that is true. Trying to hit it's those a mod. ravens. It's a PC mod. <laughs> All I can imagine you... is like they're perched up on like... <laughs> <laughs> With their glasses. Their, their sunglasses going. <laughs> Odin's different in this honey, game. Honey, honey. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, already off track. That only took 10 seconds. Uh, our final member of the GMG Quadfecta here tonight, the guy with Fenrir's cuddles with Fenrir in his heart, Brock's riddles on his brain, and tears mulligatawny soup in his old stomacho, Mark Boucher. Indeed, indeed. Hello, hello. Indeed. Hello, my friend. It is so good to be with you guys. So good to talk about all things God of War, Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to jump right into it, talking about God of War, Ragnarok. Do you guys want to do? I can never decide if I just want to jump right into spoilers because it's called a spoiler cast. Do you want to do, just in case there's one or two people listening who have not played the game before, do we want to give our elevator, elevator, dang it, elevator review uh, without a score? First off, if, if you're listening to a, God of War Ragnarok podcast Ugh. and all. Why are you here? Go play the game. I mean, game. that's true. Yeah, play the game. Play that's, that's that yeah, that's my elevator pitch is play this yeah. game. It play is one game. of the best games of all time. Yeah. Please. If you haven't played 2018, play the God of War 2018 first, then play God of War Ragnarok. It's, yeah. it's uh these Don't do not reply do not rely on the recap at the the title screen for yeah, God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> they skip so much information. Yeah, you want to play the game, play 2018 and then play this. It's all worth it. Oh, one of the so one it. of the greatest stories. Money can buy. Greatest stories in video games, greatest stories of any story. In all of entertainment. Books, yes. movies. It's a good time to play it right now. Right yeah. now is a good time to play. Right it. now. Mm-hmm. So, stop, pause. Go away. You're not you're not welcome here. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right, fine. Want to get spoiled. Yeah. Stick around. But if, if you don't care about getting spoiled, uh, that's fine. If you want to read it real quick on Wikipedia, I guess, just so you have context for things Why we're going to talk about. That, I mean, I've been there. I've done that. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So let's just jump into spoilers. We're going to save our reviews to the very end. Uh, and we're going to just jump right in. So to start, okay. guys, I want to know... How did you handle the difficulty setting and the accessibility? Did you use any of the, like, just the the gobs of stuff they throw at you where they're like, you can do this, you can change this, you can adjust this? How crazy did you get, Mark? Yeah, well, for me, I... I- I was on. Those, I played on easy. For those confused, that's yeah. Patrick. I <laughs> called Mark, but I wasn't fast oh, enough. Oh, you said so. Mark. I didn't hear. I didn't hear <laughs> that. Fine. There's a delay, so it's fine. Oh, okay. Patrick, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I played. Uh, I played on easy because uh, I, 
with this with these kinds of games like i i enjoy the story more than anything else so you play so, give me story um is that because the, there were there were like five settings whatever the like, give me grace i think that's what it is whatever yeah. the second one is uh oh you did that one. okay that's easy right give me grace yeah okay, well so i guess yeah uh, i guess I, it's I, easy and then there's a story mode which is like that's too easy. That's everybody's way too made up paper mache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On them and they fall I'd over. I'd love to try that just to see, just to see how that works. Yeah, I've I actually, actually, I just switched it to it today while I'm doing the extra stuff. I don't really feel like even having any difficulty with the extra stuff. So yeah, I yeah. put it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the accessibility, I, I switched up the X and circle because I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, I I thought X was just more of an action button the circle. Um, right. And then I did the auto pickup. Out, outside of that, uh, I might have done like a uh, lock on, like on, but um, but not like the lock on plus. So like, there's a lot of weird accessibility. It's like, hey, you want it? Do you want it to be plus or do you want it to be regular? I'm like, I don't, I can't. Based on your description, I can't really tell. Like, I don't know which which one is which. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, those are the only ones I I, I think I did. Yeah, I was so late in the game, literally late in the game, uh, when I think we had a conversation like, hey, did, did you turn on these accessibility settings? And I'm like, nope, didn't even know that was oh, a thing. No. Yeah. Um, but I, I did turn on the um, the auto pickup. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, and I was same. I played it on um, Give Me Grace because um, the difficulty settings are Give Me Story, Give Me Grace, Give Me Balance, Give Me No Mercy, and then Give Me God of War. Mm -hmm. um, and so I played on. Won't even touching that. Nope. <laughs> um. So yeah, I did it on Give Me Grace. Um. Just enough to where there was some difficulty to it. Yeah. Um. But enough to enjoy the story. Um, yeah. Like you said Pat. Um. And yeah, I was like three quarters of the way through the game when I finally turned on auto pickup. Um, well, I I learned from uh, Horizon Forbidden West to totally yes. go for auto pickup right away because. Mm -hmm. Picking up them tree branches and stuff in Horizon Forbidden West was a, just annoying to me after, yeah. you know, a, doing it a thousand times. But with the auto, it was just like walk by and it's like auto grab. It's like kleptomaniac. Yeah. And <laughs> it's I like will you're in a department store touching all the clothes as you're walking <laughs> yeah, by. It's like grab, 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 grab. One thing that was weird yeah. is like you'll just be walking and all of a sudden it's like Stomp. he just starts stomping. <laughs> well, he just, yeah, he does like stomps and squats. Like it's like he's just like all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I need to do a squat. And he just squats do we, down. Do we really need to do the animation without a pickup? Just, just let them just, come to me. Just pick it up. Like, <laughs> like suck it into your body like yeah. Borderlands. You know? Like auto pickup. Yeah, you got it. Slurp it up. We don't need to yeah. do the animation. Yeah, kudos to them with all the accessibility. I yep. think that's great for those that have disabilities or, or issues with certain aspects of the game, with the feedback on the haptics, whatever. I'm glad they give that yeah. those all those options to people. Absolutely. Um, so, um, yeah. So let's jump into. We're, we're going to try to like hit it in acts. I think there's like three acts to the story, mm -hmm. uh, really. And we're just going to kind of focus on each act so we don't just jump right to the end because we need a little buildup. We're not going to go detail by detail, story beat by story beat, but we want to give some justice to each moment because this story is masterfully told. Yeah. Um, I went in definitely having no idea what was going to happen um, based off of, yeah. you know, 2018 game. There was some indication that 
uh, Kratos was going to die. Um, and then Atreus, it being revealed that Atreus's giant name was Loki was kind of like, oh no, is he going to turn into a villain? Like that's one of the things that I really thought was going to happen. And I was really glad they didn't do it. It was, it would have been so like, oh, he's Loki. So he's got to be a bad guy. Uh, he's got to be a trickster and all that stuff. So I was glad they deviated from that, but I definitely went in with that expectation that, oh no, Loki could be a villain by the end of the game. Yeah. So, yeah. So we get into the game. It's been three years. Uh, Kratos is older. Atreus is taller. His voice is less squeaky and deeper. Um, And Freya still hates your guts, which I thought led to a cool opening. Yeah. uh, Which we had seen in the trailer, but it was both an opening and it was the controls tutorial uh, where you're duking it out with Freya and they're te- reminding you on how to parry, how to shield, how to heavy attack, light attack. Um, I, I love this this beginning. Uh, just, you know, the journey from the cave back to the house. Uh, what did you guys think of the first uh, moments of the game, Mark? Oh, it was fantastic. Um, I I loved... Um... Yeah, I love it when they when they weave tutorials into the actual story of the game and don't make it tedious like like a lot of games like oh, I got to go through the tutorial first before I can actually start the game proper. No, it's actually you're in it. Um, you know, it's integrated. Um, it's nice to have that refresh after not yeah. touching that game for so long. It was like a it was like a quick time event, but mixed yeah. with the controls of the game. So it wasn't just like hit triangle the meaningless yeah. triangle button, like hit a random button. No, it was hit the button that it does what it does. So, I mean, this was the most immediate thing I was concerned about was, you know, their relationship with Freya seeing as, you know, he kind of killed her, her son and all that. He kind of killed yeah. her son. I just kind of, yeah. just mm-hmm. kind of broke his neck. Yeah. yeah. You know, but he um, kind of deserved it. So that's fair. It's fair. fair. Um, so, but it's, it's interesting to see that, that sort of, even though some time had passed, it was the, pretty much a direct continuation. Um, yeah. Other than lots and lots of snow. Oh yeah. The thimble winter. Thimble winter. It was close enough. Thimble winter. Yes. Yeah. Thimble <laughs> winter. Yeah. Thimble winter. There you go. Yeah. Patrick, what did you think of this opening? Tell me that the first thing you did was throw and catch the axe. Oh dang, man! Just throwing that axe out and, and 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 just catching it again, man! It just felt so good again. It like feels I was, so good. I was I was worried that this game was going to be too similar, samey, to, right? Yeah, to the first one, and it kind of felt like that at the beginning a little bit. I'm like, wow, this is this is exactly what I kind of expected this to, to look like and to be. Um, but man, once you, once you have that ax in your hand and you feel that uh, come back to you, it is just, it just like, man, this is, this is awesome. Uh, yeah. I absolutely, absolutely love it. I thought it was, a, I thought it was a great opening scene. That was great. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. It was great. And it, and it transitioned like, like giving you that feel of like to me throwing and catching the axe was just like coming home which is what they do in the opening scene where they get home and you immediately see that they have pets they have wolves and oh yeah and then the first heart-wrenching scene hits you oh my gosh it. first 10 minutes of the game yeah and 
yeah, Fenrir, one of their dogs is has not been just not been eating and is sickly mm. and then dies. And you're like, are you serious? And this was such like a, they did it in such a touching moment. And if anybody's ever lost an animal, ever lost a pet, um, you felt it. Like it wasn't just like, oh, the dog died, moving on. It was like the music and the the dog just felt so real. And then and then a very mysterious thing happened, which they did not pay off for many hours. Uh, yeah. But you see just this little wisp come out of Fenrir and disappear. And Kratos notices it and is like, did you see that? And Atreus is like, what are you talking about? And uh, yeah, so what a what a very somber, uh, like just somber transition to, to the home uh, with Kratos and Atreus. Um, yeah, so from there, uh, we jump right into uh, getting to hang out with, I think, Oh no, sorry. I almost jumped ahead. Uh, from there, kind of dealing with the fallout of Fenrir, their, one of their wolves passing away. Uh, they, they do a little bit of bickering and they're, they're a little frustrated with each other and go into a, the first of many dream sequences. Uh, and we get to see Faye in person. What did you guys yeah. think of seeing actually Faye? get to see her in real life. Yeah. yeah hear her talk. Or not real life, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a character. Yeah. I mean, his dreams were, we eventually realized that his dreams were like reliving memories. So uh, it was kind of like real life. Um, and then he wakes up after that dream uh, and his son is gone, goes looking for him. And he runs into this big, huge, giant bear uh, that you get to fight and you almost kill until you realize it is your son. Atreus has <laughs> yes. turned into a giant bear that almost, you know, probably could have killed you. Um, what a... What an interesting first boss fight. I didn't think I was going to fight a bear for the first boss fight. Mm -hmm. uh, but there it is. Huge bear beating him up. And then all of a sudden it's Atreus. You're like, what the heck is happening? This is uh, awesome. We're, we're leaning into the shape-shifting. Yeah, like, got yep. the shape-shifting going. Makes sense. Totally fits Loki. Uh, and then from there we get to meet Thor and Odin. Uh, they show up. Thor comes by for drinks. Kind of flaunting their weapons in front of each other. Odin tries to make a, a deal. And uh, very much gave me, like, I could see where Balder uh, got some of his looks from Odin. Yeah. Odin was much thinner than I imagined he would be. Like, just Odin reminds me of George Carlin. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think I think Tim Pollan said that on the Discord, too. And yeah. it totally, he totally had a George Carlin look. Yeah, one. yeah for sure. And with, uh, with that refusal to take a, make a deal with Odin, we have our first boss fight. And what... A boss fight this was uh this boss fight did not hold any punches between thor and kratos fighting back and forth uh thor totally just toying around with kratos to the point where at one point you die you can't get around it and then that. he shocks you back to life oh. he's like oh no using milnor <laughs> yeah and love then it. they they create like an ice lightning and i mean what did you guys think of this first fight any thoughts uh to share on it's getting a lot of balder this. vibes um that first fight yeah trying to um, recapture that a little bit yeah but I, I i think they they took it to the next level as much as they could um yeah and i love that touch of of just like it goes to the death screen and you're like what what just happened and he's like oh no well i'm not done with you yet and shocks him <laughs> yeah 
Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I very much enjoyed enjoyed uh, this fight with Thor. It's it's interesting to see if you look at because um, you know a lot of these these scenes I think are mocapped. I want to say yeah, uh, I think they are. Is, it's interesting to see how much the the characters look like the actual actors that play them. Oh yeah, they with totally. The exception, I think of. I don't think Christopher Judge looks very much like Kratos. No, they had to keep the the, the Kratos look. I think they could like, like merge his face with Kratos. That would have been a little weird. If you look like if you look at uh, Atreus, the actor who plays Atreus, and and the actor who plays Faye. Yeah, Odin, Odin. I totally recognize Odin's human, like yeah, and even like, like Thor, real life actor, face and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they very much look like their their characters, or they yeah. they focused on that to make it look like that. Yep, so for I sure, that was cool, it's masterfully done. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so you have a little 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 spat with Thor, and then they eventually leave, and you move on. And uh, Kratos and Atreus are like, "All right, we need to figure out a game plan. We need to get out of here." Uh, and then Brock and Sindri save the day. They come in and uh, introduce their uh, they introduce their um, their mystical you know cabin between the realms in the tree. I believe at this point, mm-hmm. if, I, if I remember right. So you visit their house. They offer you snacks, and Kratos is like, "We do not need a snack," and totally just knocks mm-hmm. him down. Won't even take a snack. I totally would have taken a snack at that point. I think Atreus wanted a snack. Um, but then from there, they decide to go on a quest, a quest to uh, find Tyr, the the Norse god of war, and that's pretty much the first third of the act is working with, you know, finding Tyr in Svetelheim, uh, finding out that he is actually Tyr, god of anti-war. He's a, a lover, not a fighter anymore. Yep. Totally, just like knocks down the title of god of war by his actions and his attitude, and he. You know, I'm, I was surprised he didn't like break out a yoga mat and just be like, you know what? I think we should have a a little bit of a meditation together before we, uh, you know, right. kill elves and yeah. leave this place. Pat, this will blow you away. The voice of Tear, Ben Prendergast, who is his old fuse. He's got a prezi for you. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that blew me away. I was like, really? He's got he's got some range, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only person that doesn't have range is Mirage. I think that's uh, Roger Clark. Is that him? Or Roger Craig Smith. Yeah, Roger Craig Smith. Yeah, he's a he's a also Sonic. Yeah, and I'm like, man, this guy is. I can't help but think of Apex Legends playing. Yeah. Sonic. but yeah, I, I did not know it was that. It, I did not know it was kind of like um when um I love it when actors do that where they they have so much range you don't even know. It's yeah. Like, I think yeah. it's really good, really good. So yeah, so we rescue Tyr. Uh, we return back to Sindri's house, and uh, we have some conversations. And uh, all of a sudden, we are in control of uh, Atreus for the yeah. first time yeah. ever. Yeah. And we go on a little adventure with Sindri because Atreus is like, "Hey, guess what? We need to visit some old friends." So they go and they <laughs> they chatted up with the World Serpent Jojo. And uh, they chatted up with Freya, Witch of the Woods. That's uh, a one- wonderful idea. Let's go after oh, yeah. the, the goddess who wants to kill us. Who uh, wants to k- at least kill Kratos. She, yeah. He's like, ah, she won't, she won't hurt me. And she like wraps yeah, him in Yeah, let me just put away this necklace that killed her. her, her, her <laughs> she her won't son. notice yeah, she or won't feel the presence. It'll be fine. She'll probably, 
you know, I should probably not bring this at all, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'll just I'll just hide it here. They won't see it. Um, yeah. So, uh, what did you guys think of controlling Atreus, uh, bow and arrowing, uh, the comedic relief of playing as Atreus and trying to break open uh, certain caches or I love it. He's treasure like, chests? <laughs> just punches it. He's like, ah, with this little. That toothpick arm like <laughs> once he tried to do it i was like golly kratos is huge like you are so little so then from there you basically have to pry the boxes open with your with your bow yeah he, he either beats he, it with the bow or he yeah pries it open yeah pries yeah. it open yeah yeah i thought it was i thought it was interesting i was like wow he's, is, is he gonna die here or is he gonna get, get captured like um i wasn't i wasn't sure that he was gonna get out of there alive but uh, but I thought it was really cool how they just threw you into Atreus and you're controlling him. He has a whole new different move set um, than than Kratos and a feel uh, different feel. It was just it was it was so nice, so different. I love how they just threw them in there, just like other games. Like where if you're Uncharted, Spider Man, Last of Us, you know you they throw other characters. You're not playing as the the main character of the game. I love it when they do that. So this was just another one that just, it just felt natural. I love that they threw that in there. Yeah. And I think combining this with the the one shot that they were doing, that they did in the first game and they continued in this one, I thought was masterful. The way they, the way they did the dream sequences with Kratos and uh, Faye, uh, the way they transitioned from Kratos to Atreus on a number of occasions um i just thought it was really good and it was just like you knew you know you kind of would get a feel it was coming but it to me it was all timed uh pretty well i know some people uh in like discord or on social media i heard people mention that they thought some of the atreus parts were too long or whatever and i thought i thought it was well balanced for a game that is yeah. as long as it is mm -hmm. i i didn't feel like it was i think it took me 29 and a half hours 30 hours to beat it and it didn't feel it didn't feel that long, you know, being, being honestly, it did not right. drag on uh, for me. But yeah, so you visit with those folks um, and one of them is, is, you know, the world serpent is vague but helpful, mentions Ironwood and then just kind of leaves. And then Freya is not helpful whatsoever, which is no surprise. Um, so you return back as Atreus and then you transition back to Kratos and it's off to Alfheim uh, to find out about uh, pretty much they're at this point going to all the giants' uh, cabinets, prophecy cabinets, and finding that buried within the cabinets are more prophecies, secret prophecies. And so we go to Alfheim. We've, we, we discover the fallout from what Kratos and Atreus did, Atreus did in the first game where they took out the Dark Elves for the Light Elves. The Light Elves took over. And we discovered that the Light Elves are pretty ruthless, if not more ruthless than the Dark Elves. And so... Uh, a lot of cool conversations, a lot of interesting conversations with Tyr, um, you know, talking about perspective and war and peace and all of those things. Uh, it's at this point that we they start introducing some, not some new enemies, but there is some more battling. But they introduce some new puzzles where you reflect new the, your, elements, yeah. some new gameplay elements, which I thought were cool. I really did enjoy reflecting the axe off of the pink stone and making it like whisk around enemies and... Uh, pretty much automatically stun them. I was all about, I don't know how much you guys were down with the stunning uh, of enemies in, in this game, but I, I was do it sometimes. I was doing it way more in this game than I did in the first game. Like I was all about stunning and then R3 
and then just watching the animation uh, unfold. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I I very much enjoyed the new the new elements, and I also love and they do it at several points. Uh, and I don't know how much they did this in uh, God of War twenty eighteen, but um, whenever you do something wrong, there's there's dialogue. That oh really? Like yeah, what? If you, if you I I can't remember what it is, but it's like. Yeah, uh, I you know I don't think that's gonna I don't think choose that's a different arrow. How about the different arrow? Oh yeah you know? yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I don't think that's gonna help. I, I yeah. don't think we're gonna be able to break through that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like mm-hmm. just little little, little dialogues when when you do yeah. it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I love the commentary in general for things you were doing, like when you were first exploring with Tear joining the group, and as Kratos, you would go off the beaten path, find a treasure chest, and Tears like. What is he doing? What? Why are you going that way? That's not the way we're supposed to go. And Atreus is like, "Oh, that, my dad does that. He explores and finds chests." My dad yeah, loves that's, loot. <laughs> yeah, that's why well, I was funny. I love the commentary whenever, like, you're meant to go one way, and then you decide to go another way, and they're like, "Oh, so I guess we're not going that way." Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever you. What are you doing do? over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was definitely entertaining. Um, eventually, we find Groa's uh, cupboard, giant cupboard. We walk in and find out that uh, Odin only knows some of the story for Ragnarok. He doesn't know the full story. That being uh, that Asgard is going to be attacked by all the realms, led by seemingly the god of war, Tyr, uh, and that a champion is going to be also fighting alongside them. And naturally... Uh, Tyr rejects this role. Uh, Kratos has already destroyed Olympus, so he's not really a big fan of destroying yet another group of gods. And then Atreus is all about being the champion. Um, and then, uh, you know, it just, the journey continues from there. And they argue some more. They return back to Sindri's house, argue some more. And then Atreus gets upset. He goes to take a nap because, I mean, really, what makes everything better? Taking a nap. I think Absolutely. we can all agree yep. mm-hmm. that that's how it works. Takes a nap and he, you wake up in Jotunheim. You wake up, well, you don't know it at the time, but you wake up in a new world uh, and you make a new friend, uh, Agraboda, who is one of the last giants along mm-hmm. with you. And uh, you have a very long section, which is full of prophecy. And I would say this is the second act of really going up against prophecy, like fighting prophecy. The first act is finding tier. Second act is fighting prophecy. Um, this is where, you know, you you learn more. Uh, Atreus learns more about, you know, Kratos is possibly going to die based on prophecy. He finds more about his his story ahead, how he's going to go to Odin, which he does not want to. Uh, there was a lot of uh, interesting things we did here. We picked fruit. We fought enemies. Uh, I think Agraboda, as your buddy, like pretty much throws paint cans at enemies. There's like colors going everywhere. What did you guys think of the Jotunheim section, Mark? Um, it was definitely intriguing the whole time, like wondering who this person really is and um, how she's uh, somewhat tied into Atreus's destiny, if you will. Yeah. Um, and um, I loved the, you know, after, after I, there was some pretty heavy stuff previous to that, I want to say. And and then they drop you in here, and it's really really chill. Yeah, you know, laid back. You're just helping Agraboda do all her little chores and riding on a yak. Yep, (laughs) like she just does a little 
Yep, yep. Sing song. Yep, yep. <laughs> Thing to get the yak moving. Yep. Um, you know, Agrobotus attacks are pretty cool. You know, she would throw certain things and you could basically make those things explode. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you timed your arrows right and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I ship them. I ship Atreus and Agrabota. I think oh, that, yeah. that should happen. Yeah. Um, and I think they were heavily kind of hinting at that. Yeah, I um, think so too. But, um, but yeah, overall, it's really, really chill experience. Um, very interesting to know that, you know, Atreus isn't the last giant. Um, and, and that there is somebody else. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this part. Yeah, what's interesting in this section, they introduce the 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 giant, for lack of better terms, the giant marbles, those oh, yeah. giant soul marbles that have a number of the giant souls that uh, you realize that while Angraboda and Atreus are the last living giants, that there are they have giant souls in their hands, and uh, Atreus is given responsibility over them, and it's interesting how that becomes a very important plot point. Uh, that whole idea of transferring souls and he gives birth to the, he quote unquote gives birth to the world serpent by finding a, a, a dead snake in the, the house of um, Grilla, the grandma yeah. for I was gonna, about to say they're, I'm, they're not the last ones because, because of Grilla. There's, well, yeah, that's true. Grilla is yeah. also a last one. So the yeah. three of them comprise the last quote unquote of the giants. But uh, yeah, so Atreus transfers a giant soul into a snake. He uh, he helps Angerboda, uh stop Gorilla from killing more animals, and then eventually soul he sucker. soul sucker with her little her little cauldron, and yep. uh, that that was a fun little fight. That lady lady was so huge, like yep. she was a real giant. <laughs> uh, I love the sense of scale in this game, like between Gorilla, uh, later Garm. Um, uh, a lot of the scale was really cool in some of the boss fights and the interactions you have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then you return to Midgard and of course you're going, trying to get back to Sindri's house as Atreus and who walks through the doorway? None other than, than Kratos. And he's like, boy, what are you doing? And uh, before they can figure out what's going on, in, enter a uh, Valkyrie. And let me tell you, I like <laughs> I peed my pants when we got Some attacked PTSD by Valkyrie. There. Oh yeah, like Valkyrie <laughs> Queen PTSD. I don't know about you guys, but I was feeling it. Patrick, what did you think about this Valkyrie fight that just came upon us in a rush? Well, see, I uh, this whole this whole section in Jotunheim uh leading up leading up to the the Valkyrie fight. Um I loved this 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 was a lot of setup for the rest of the the rest of the game um and reading those boards and we don't we haven't talked about these boards enough and i think we need to focus on these okay all right let's um, do it because it's it's they're all talking about fate and all talking about things that that have happened that are going to happen and they're all happening exactly the way they've been written and that's exactly the way they've been drawn and uh one of the uh one of the ones that you know like he's he he sees is he's holding uh atreus is holding kratos as he's as he's you know he's dying or he's dead or whatever and uh, the he's he wants to make sure that kratos doesn't die that they beat fate and they figure it out how to how to beat fate but there's really no i mean based on the rest of the boards there's absolutely no way that uh 
that Kratos is going to be able to live after the, after this. So that was an important, very, very important board um, that will lead up into the the rest of the of the you know kind of the end of the game kind of thing. We'll we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was this was great. I loved that relationship building between Agraboda and Atreus. It was really awesome. Um, I, I that's another reason why this game is such a fantastic game because they didn't just gloss over this. Like they took their time with yeah. this whole with, with in Jotunheim. Like this is he's this is he's napping, you know, and he's this is just this is an actual world. He's well, you know, he's not really napping, but he's there. You know, he's not supposed to be there, but he's he's there and all this stuff. It's just it's so good, so good. And yeah, like but leading up to the Valkyrie fight, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, uh, is this gonna be another thing where I'm gonna die and I'm gonna come back to life like the like the beginning of the game where Thor brings Thor back to, or uh, Kratos back to life. Like, oh my goodness! Like, it was one of those things where the hardest parts of God of War 2018 were the Valkyrie fights. Yeah, like, how am I going to get out of this? <laughs> yeah, they're so fast. And like for me, I didn't realize it was Freya at the beginning. I just thought it was a random Valkyrie, mm-hmm. and then it, I definitely that was the first time I used my Resurrection Stone, and then she got me down to within a sliver of my life and then i finally i I thankfully got her down i definitely almost died um and uh whew, that was an intense fight and uh it winds up being freya she's yep. got some of her power back and but then she stops and relents when uh kratos you know continues to defend his son and sacrifice himself for his son and uh she realizes you know what maybe you can uh you can help me out and free me from midgard because right now she's bound to uh, at that point she was bound to the realm of Midgard Mm -hmm. and so from here we break off and Kratos has his first new buddy to fight alongside and that is uh well actually it's Brock and then it's Freya and uh, I have to say I really enjoyed the not the constant but the 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 rhythmic switch up of you know going between Kratos and Atreus and then within those guys having different buddies that you can you know press square you can hold down square to do special moves uh everything from you know the typical kratos and atreus kratos and freya to then uh atreus and sindri you know brock helps out from time to time uh even at one point atreus has a a sword named ingrid that you get to use and uh i really enjoyed what did, did you guys have a favorite combo of uh of two characters to use together. Oh, I loved Ingrid. I, I loved like the there. There's one where Ingrid just just starts violently like, slashing yeah. it at the at the enemy. I love I loved using that. And and some of these characters like not just Atreus, but like Freya, and um, is there somebody else? No, it's mainly Freya. You could level up the uh, your companions. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that, um, which was pretty cool. So they weren't just stuck to one type of ability. You could you could level them up and do different things with them. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting that they gave them like a skill tree, just like you. They gave you know when you would when you would finish a a, a scuffle, it would show like XP for Kratos and XP for Freya or XP mm-hmm. for Atreus. Right. That was cool. And uh, yeah, so yeah, those were cool. My favorite was the parent duo. I just really like. Kratos and Freya fighting together. Yeah. And uh as as a as a mom and a dad uh just working together. That was I was a big fan of that. 
How about you, Patrick? I mean, they they all had their their special moments. Um, but I I I, I like I like the the Freya and Kratos. Uh, if it's it's very very similar to Atreus. Um, yeah, with Freya. it is very similar. Um, so it's like they. I mean, I could they, you could switch them back and forth because they're using the same arrows. You know, basically yeah. the same things. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, the reason I I liked was was more outside the gameplay and more about the conversation. I liked the the varied conversation. Not that you know, Kratos and Atreus had really cool conversations. Of course, Mimir always adds his his little bit. I just discovered there's a, and I haven't. I think I unlocked it, but I haven't used it yet. That there is a there's a special move using Mimir as a weapon, and uh, I don't know if you like hold him up. Or, but like lasers come out of his eyeballs. I haven't used it yet, but it oh. was like I just found it like today and, uh, and like in a little bit of exploring after the main game. But yeah, so I'd be interested to see. I'll check back on, I'll report back on the, uh, the use of Mimir as a weapon. But it, it literally says in the description, you can weaponize the head, like weaponize Mimir. Hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, they go on a journey through uh, Vanaheim, I think it is, mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're fighting to release Freya from her bond to Midgar, Midgard, and uh, the the main creature you have to kill and get past is Nidhogg, and uh, this was a pretty intense fight, pretty fun fight, uh, an in your face fight with a very large creature. Uh, again, I love their their use of space. They're like just feeling the size of something to where you like it's like larger than life, but you still are you have a confined space in which to fight. It was really cool dynamics, really fun, uh, and it ended with uh, just off with his head. You know, poor poor Nidhog, just lopping it right off. Nice clean, nice clean cut. Yeah. <laughs> some of the, some of them some of them anim, you know just those animations those fighting animations like the R three stun animations there yeah. were some visceral ones my favorite one is when Kratos would knock him to the ground and then kick him up with his foot and then split him in half with his sword <laughs> yeah. his axe and their their two halves would just fly apart I was like oh I could feel it every time I, I loved it when he took the sword from the enemy and just sliced them diagonally and yes. just took his head off oh. it was like fruit ninja <laughs> <laughs> I love I think the one animation I really like is when when they're like on like they're on the ground and it's it's usually an enemy that has like some sort of an axe and he basically plants it down into the enemy to cut the cut their their head off uh, yeah. from the neck that's pretty sweet um yeah. yeah there was a couple of times where i would go into those r3 animations and and kristen would walk into the room and she'd like oh um i was not expecting that <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's god of war not the god of hugs nope. so yeah nope yeah you'll have that even um, though he's was trying to not use violence and yeah, not kill people. It's like slightly chiller God of War. He was. He yeah. was definitely a chiller God of War. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Appreciated that growth. And I, I I and we'll probably touch on it more, but I love the overall evolution of the relationship between Kratos and Atreus. Yeah. Um, just how much more how much they've been through and how much more, you know, trusting and in sync that they are yeah for uh, sure and how much you know especially kratos 
has has grown as a character. Mm. Yeah. You see that through all of their interactions throughout the game. Um, I just think they did a, a great job with that sort of progression, and we'll probably touch more on it in the further further points. But yeah, and I mean to this point uh, between Kratos and Atreus, like Kratos is very much saying over and over again, "I just want to, I want to protect my son. I don't want him to get hurt. I want to protect him. So if anybody's coming after him, I'm going to take them out." Yeah. And Atreus is like, "Let's let's go Ragnarok. Let's go. Let's let's fulfill prophecy and." He's going in headlong in adventure and glory and being the champion. And Kratos is like, calma, like just cool it, man. Let's uh, take this one moment horses. of time. Hold the horses. And of course, they have a number of spats. And after this freeing of Freya from her bond, they have another spat uh, where there's Atreus is suspected of visiting Odin already. And in response... Uh, Atreus runs away and visits Visit, Odin. Visits Odin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, wow, way to just play right into their hands. But I literally you know, yelled at the screen, what are you doing? You idiot. You're an yeah. idiot. Yeah. We get to uh, see Charlie the Turtle, if we remember him from 2018, yeah, which yeah. how he's surviving in the snow, I don't understand. But yeah. he's he's doing it. Mm-hmm. He, he uh, Atreus lights a little it. fire in his belly. And, he <laughs> and then, uh, <coughs> excuse me. We make it to Asgard for the first time, and we meet some townspeople, and they're like, what are you up to? And Atreus is like, I'm just going to go climb a wall. And he's like, well, I got to watch this. See if you, <laughs> <die>. <laughs> yeah, wall. you mean so, that one? <laughs> yeah. And so we, uh, we Nate Drake it up this wall, and uh, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's a pretty tall wall. It took some time, definitely, to get up the wall. I think at this point, I think in Asgard, they introduced the, the rune orb enemies, which I was not a fan of. Yeah. The whites and the, the, the like a borrow white. It's uh, the enemies that you had to start with either physical or arrows and then switch mm. it off depending yeah. on their form. Yeah. Uh, not a fan of those, but, you know, eventually took them out. And uh, then you get to the top and you meet pretty much the opposite of MCU's Heimdall. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the white, scrawny, like just totally mean version of Heimdall I never expected the the only see. the only villain in the game that I just wanted to punch in the face every time he was on screen ah so he was your uh, uh what's the dude from horizon uh he was your um, oh silence? silence he was your yes. silence for this well, game no uh silence I just no, silence I despise about, everything about him uh but the, the Heimdall was just he was just very pompous and egotistical because he was like untouchable you know yeah. he had he had he was untouchable kind of thing and so he was just he was all in in that character but man it was just so talk he was just so condescending talking down to everybody that you know he was better than everybody else he was i mean seriously like he was like he, he could move around a conversation really quickly yeah and very smart very witty but man, he was a jerk. Man, he a was a jerk. jerk. Huge jerk. Yeah. It made spoilers. It made his death so satisfying. Yes, yeah. it did. Kratos <laughs> could not kill him quick enough. Man. Nope. Not at all. But yeah. So we're introduced to Heimdall, uh, big jerk. Uh, we're introduced to Sif, a.k.a. Uh, Elena Fisher. 
And uh, oh I was like, "Hey, what? Hold on, I had pause." Wait, like, wait, yeah, where, who is this? I was like, "Yes, that's who. That's who I remember her from." Yeah, yeah, that was a bit jarring. I'll be honest. I think I played enough uh, Uncharted to where I can't see her voice as anyone else than Elena Fisher. So it was really weird. Like Elena, how did well, you yeah, get, when, get here? Are you a Norse guard now? God now? How's speaking of the voice actors, when when uh, Faye came on screen for the first time, I was like. Is that girl from Daredevil? Sure enough, and it was, and it was. <laughs> oh, I was like, is it, it was that yeah. was Daredevil? Is, yeah, the Daredevil Netflix show, and yeah. I'm like, wow, they did a fantastic job for me to recognize that that is a real person. You know, yeah. like that's really cool how they yep. mocap that for sure. Uh, they introduce a Thrude, aka Merida. From Brave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was I like, oh, all, she, all she needs is a Scottish accent. accent yeah. And then she's there. I was like, you're speaking way too clearly. You're not doing <laughs> that, that accent right. <laughs> she definitely had the hair uh, to match Meredith's I liked hair. her character. I really yeah, liked her I character. I really did too. She was very sassy, very uh, good natured. Just like, I want to be a, I want to be a Valkyrie. And my grandpa is the best. And it's just like... Uh, I don't think that's the case. Okay. Is he? Is he though? Is he? Then <laughs> <laughs> also at this point is when you are introduced to Ingrid, which was just such a charming little character that I never knew what she was saying. Like just me, 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 me. like making. No, you didn't. It was just such a such a cool little character that they added in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at this point we get introduced to the mystery of what Odin's really after. Yeah, uh, we think he's this you know huge diabolical evil god that's just tricking everyone into trying to kill and betray everyone, but really he's after the mask. Somebody stop me! Uh, the moment I saw that, I'm like, are we really? We're really doing this? Really? And I, yep. and I remembered that in the mask that like, yeah, this belonged to Loki. I'm like, oh my gosh! So, <laughs> yep, they did it. They did it. And uh, yeah, so funny enough, funnily enough about the mask, uh, I didn't realize that the mask, this isn't the first time we see the mask. We yeah. see the mask when uh, Atreus first takes a nap and goes to Jotunheim. But right before he goes to Jotunheim, I forgot to mention that he gets in this little dream area where he sees himself acting like a little snot and and killing himself. But in that whole vision time, the mask is just floating there in the middle that drove vision. me nuts in that scene. Whatever, 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 whatever. whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh! I was like, oh, I forgot how annoying he was in the first game. I don't know if I can go back to listening to him being like, "Hey, Dad, uh, I'm I'm a god." Uh. Like, just, <laughs> no, I can't go back to that. Yeah, I know. I I practiced a lot. It was good for that, that voice. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah, so this mask is supposedly gonna help Odin get into this green space-time continuum terror that is a source of knowledge and purpose and understanding giving answers to his future we don't know how he knows and it's just it's it's he needs it he has to know so he sends atreus on a little adventure adventure with uh thor to muspelheim and so we get to hang out with thor we get to uh you know uh use ingrid as a, a side character and let me tell you I felt like Yondu, aka Mary Poppins, yes. like just whistling the sword around, and it's just like, yes. <laughs> it was awesome. I agree with you, Mark. That was it was a good also deal. it was also awesome. Atreus is like, 
trying his hardest to defeat these enemies and then thor comes in he's like i got it and just hits him once <laughs> yeah and they're I'm dead. like look at me go and then <laughs> every time i would hear you're taking thor, too long son every time i would hear thor on on in this game even though i know it's not him he reminds me so much of josh brolin yes it's not even funny i yeah, was waiting for him I to could be like totally this, see it this does put a smile i was like it's <laughs> very similar to the way he josh brolin does thanos yeah very similar but it's like that that brooding like very heavy deep voice and it's oh it was good yeah at first i didn't like because my mind i'm thinking thor from the marvel at the mcu right and this thor is not even close to sounding looking or acting like the thor so it took me a little bit to get into this thor um and and their interpretation of, of thor and by the end of the game, I'm like, man, I loved this Thor character. I yeah. loved what they did with him. Just Everything in- about him was fantastic. Just in time for him to die. Yep. Spoilers. Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. <laughs> there you go. You knew it. You knew it was happening. Oh, no. Time. Now people are going to quit. They're going to hate us. <laughs> they deleted Just it. Now. They- Just now. No. <laughs> they spoiled the ending. One hour in. <laughs> Thor dies. <laughs> Just like Iron Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so at this point, you distract Thor by telling him to go try out Surtur's uh, trials. And who shows up? But none other than your your gal pal, Angerboda. And she uh, helps you stumble upon the, uh, the next giant cupboard, which pretty much just shows what's going to happen to make Ragnarok happen by combining Surtur with his wife someone an okay. ice giant of some kind yeah and they they combine to make ragnarok uh which will destroy asgard and uh so there you go and he gets the other half of the mask and then you return and uh to chat chat it up with odin some more meanwhile uh kratos is uh in on another on a different journey with freya to track down the norns aka the the tellers, the deciders of fates, of fate, past, present, and future. And once you get there, you have a little conversation. Actually, you... Creepy conversation. <laughs> a creepy conversation for sure, where they're like, they, they, uh, what do they do? They're like, like talking them, through beads and then going through yeah, beads. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> coming in and out and like super creepy, super they know like... everything that the Kratos yeah. and Freya are going to say. Finishing each other's sandwiches, like and that kind he, of stuff. And as as uh, the man over here grunts, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. This was a this was a pretty. I thought this was a pretty cool just interpretation of of fate, where they say we're not deciding fate. We're not like planning it out for you. We just know because you're predictable and you're one note. You're you're simple humans, and so we know what you're going to do. And so we're just telling it like it is. That's all. And, uh, and, and pretty much for this, Kratos just wants to know how he can protect his son. So he finds out that Heimdall is going to kill his son or, or is going to try to kill his son. So he says, you know what? That's all I need to know. And then they leave. That, I mean, I was very surprised that that mission was really just, it was a walking simulator mission. Like you just, you got on the little mermaid horse and went underwater, hung out with the Norns. There was no fight. There's no nothing. You just talk. I thought it was a really cool uh, mission and scene, but very straightforward. And uh, yeah. 
Basically, he finds out what all of us already knew, and that was that Heimdall needed to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I was like, yeah. he could have asked us. I would have told him real quick. So from there, forging destiny, Kratos ventures forth with Brock to make a weapon to defend a, a, uh, Atreus and kill Heimdall. And uh, this little, you know, little journey with Brock was not just about fighting. Uh, it was also about riddles. And, uh, you know, Brock's giving little riddles, Mimir's solving them. But at one point, I think this is when Mimir gets a riddle from Brock that he can't solve. Yep. Uh, yep. And, th and that riddle becomes important way later in the game. Um, but uh, I think it's what, what do you take away from and it grows, something like that. Yeah. What, what, yeah, what can you take away from that makes it grow or something like that? Yeah. And he would give a bunch of options. There was one that I thought, oh, maybe that's it. And Brock's like, no, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. Uh, yeah, so uh, I thought uh, at this point when you get to the forge, quote unquote, the lady of the mountain, which happens to be a mermaid that can forge weapons with her bare hands, um, what, a what a touching moment when they don't get the blessing from the mermaid and instead Kratos kneels down and repeats back to Brock what he's been saying about the forge uh, when he asks for Brock's blessing and Brock says, why would I give you my blessing? I don't even have a soul because at this point you find out that uh, he doesn't have a soul and Kratos says, it's not the form of something that gives significance. It's its nature. It's nature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's its nature. I, I really, that really hit me and I thought that was such a cool moment. Uh, just Kratos really just paying respect to to Brock in that mm -hmm. moment. And then we get introduced to a new weapon. What did you think of the Draupner Drop, spear, Mark? Fan? For or against? It was, it had its cool moments. Uh, I mean, that's probably the, the weapon that I used the least. Yeah. Um, of the three. Um, you know, it had its cool things in terms of, of solving puzzles and progressing through through different levels and 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 also the fact that you could you know throw several of them at at, you, at an enemy and cause them to explode. Tell you what, man, doing that was fun. Like yeah. throwing, tossing five of those, and then just slamming down, and it's just like pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah, you that was kill, you could kill most enemies like that. It was that fun was fun. Far away, but yeah, that was probably the one weapon I used the least because uh, maybe it maybe it's because I didn't level it up enough. Yeah, uh, that's why felt, you I level it up. Like and it gets it it stuns enemies the fastest of all the weapons. Really? Uh, okay. So you can R three everybody with it. It's nice, and it okay. also is the secret to getting the ravens that are moving around really quickly. Yep. You just spear them up. Gotcha. See, I baby. only I only got some of the ravens. I didn't I didn't go for all of them. I yeah. Just, if I saw one, I was like, yeah, take care of okay. that. Okay. There you go. And you're dead. Yeah. What did you think of the spear, Patrick? Did oh, you like I the, loved it. Like I the absolutely addition? loved it. This was, I could just throw these spears at enemies and make them explode. And then one of the, one of the um, upgrades you could do to do the spear is you could charge it up and then throw it. And then it would work like it was Ingrid or it was Ingrid, the, the yeah. sword yeah, yeah. that was just like spin around and just hit them a whole bunch of times, stun oh, yeah. them. And then I could just do it again and do it again. It was one of the easiest ways to kill multiple enemies. Uh, yeah. is, as soon as I hit that, I could go back, I could do stun this guy and I could stun that guy. And then I could finish them off. 
It was, and you get a stun, awesome. and you get a stun, and you get a stun, and and some of the and the uh, the uh, uh, the skills, the additional skills they come up with it. You could rain these spears yes, on them. I was like, just going to say that was one of my favorites. Was the it was the, awesome the rain like, of spears? Yeah, I, I always started off uh, fights with the spear always yep. because yeah. just, just to see how much I could da- damage I could do before I had to bring out the big guns, which was yeah, which was this the 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 axe. And his Blades of Chaos, because really those were amazing. Blades of Chaos, I think I used the least. It was only dirt for crowd control. If I had multiple enemies around me, is yeah. I would just spin it around. Um, but overall, I I love the I love the drop near. Yeah, yeah, I was also a big fan of the drop near. Recognizing that the stun was strong, I would agree, Mark. That at the very beginning, I was like, this is kind of weak. Like it didn't really do a whole lot. The uh, the tossing the spears into the enemies and exploding it at the beginning, what like took off little chunks. And I was like, no nah, man, I got this axe. I got these blades of chaos that just rock fools. Like uh, when you would build up your, eventually you you can unlock the the skill that when you build up your your hits without being hit yourself, you could activate the elemental side of the weapon, and that just that melted fools. Like yeah. that was. That was real fun to use. Uh, I would just cycle through my runic abilities most of the time. I used all three weapons throughout the entire game. Uh, I love the variety. Um, I'm glad they added a new weapon. I thought I love the idea of the weapon being stored in a ring. Like it's just like yeah. it disappears, and then you just use it, and then you just produce another one. Yeah. And I love the conversation where Brock's like, "Now you know how to use this." He's like, "This is the first weapon I use, son." Like just totally just telling him how this is the weapon of a Spartan. Is a is a spear? Come on, and so that was. Uh, I love that whole that whole journey and and conversation between them. Um, from there, we we zoom back to Loki or Atreus and Thrud, who are going to hell uh, to Helheim to get the last mask piece, and in doing so, uh, somehow they release uh, a large dog, a large rift uh, rift realm tearing dog that wreaks havoc on all the realms and uh, uh yep and old garm he makes a big mess loki being all you know atreus being all soft-hearted towards all animals especially mm-hmm. wolves just couldn't help himself um and in the fallout pretty much everybody's angry at him we'll everyone's reminded. like what'd you do yeah <laughs> 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 yeah that's pretty much i felt so bad for him uh and so he returns he's just like you know what i'm done doing this i failed big time odin's like well you're not a prisoner so go ahead and uh he returns back and that's again like patrick said uh everybody except for kratos because kratos has no idea what's happening everybody else is like are you an idiot what did you do and kratos yeah. is like we're gonna fix this and so uh, Kratos, after they have a little bit of reuniting and you know re- rejuvenation of their relationship, they uh, they they go to hell, go back to hell. We're like we gotta we gotta deal with this Garm. And I thought this whole chase and this whole fight was great. It was the uh, the scale of it was huge. Mm. Like I could I couldn't imagine doing this fight in VR. Like seeing Garm at his full size, like just swiping at you when he swung his chain around at you. Like when he would get super close, uh, I took many pictures of Garm slash yeah. Mega Fenrir. And this was a cool ending to the fight because you Atreus is trying to calm him down. It doesn't work. Kratos kills him. It doesn't work. 
he comes back and then atreus is like wait a second and then he shoves his knife into garm and the soul of fenrir takes over and all of a sudden he's a little puppy dog i, I like dog. i like how they set that up yes. earlier in the game so subtly. Uh, where it's just like it's like it's like you you, you know you have a soul in your, in your knife and he's like and then, and then that's all that's pretty much all they say yeah and then when they then they bring that small little subtle hint and bring it back to to bring Fenrir, um, yeah, Fenrir. Back, Fenrir. Back, yeah. You know, back to life. Oh man, yeah. it was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. That was a, that was a cheering moment for me. I'm like yes, yes. absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. And then, and then and jumping great. around like a dog, like oh yes. my gosh, like it was so dog. good. My favorite part is when is when Kratos goes sit, sit. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that was mine too. I saved the video for that when Kratos is like sit and he sits, he's like. Poof, and like all the rock shake <laughs> you can just hear you can just hear kratos thinking hmm it really is fenrir it worked <laughs> yeah and so he's just like home and then fenrir goes through a realm tear uh, he's just like um, <laughs> he just scratches the air and, <laughs> hey. blob and just goes through it's like okay wow. we did our job let's go back yep. um one thing I forgot to mention about the reunion of Kratos and Atreus, and, and we've already kind of talked about this, but the relationship between Kratos and Atreus, father and son, is so beautiful. Um, when you think Kratos is going to be super mad at Atreus running away, disappearing again, uh, when they're reunited after he leaves uh, Asgard for the first time, Kratos just looks at him and he says, what should I call you? And he doesn't say it in a way like with attitude, like, uh, what do you want to be called? Loki or Treus? Make up your mind. It's like, I'm going to trust in you. What do you want me to call you? And I'll call you that. I will accept you for who you are, for what you want to do, what you want to be. And then they hug. And I just think the path that they take is so beautiful of, yeah. of being better together, of learning from each other. And it continues later on. But yeah, I just wanted to point that out. Um, also, I want to point yeah. out that I'm, I'm team Atreus. Like I totally, you know, everybody was ragging on him for freeing Garm. I would have done the same thing. I would yeah. have been like, "This looks like a nice." Well, yeah, seems like a was, nice doggy. <laughs> he was on. He was on his path, and he was like, "I think this is what I'm supposed to do." You know, like he yeah. thought that was the right thing to do. Yep. Um, obviously, it wasn't, but it ended up ended up being all right. But but yeah, I think it was just his his naivete, his inexperience um, yep. of, of doing things on his own. Um, sometimes you got to make mistakes. Uh, to do better um and yep. this was this was like like odin like everyone else is like oh my gosh what'd you do odin's like well this was a big one you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like you got to make mistakes like this to to learn from them and things like that so this is a very important part to his growth yeah for sure and then after they uh, after uh fenrir goes back um kratos and atreus have another heart to heart they recommit to doing their best for each other uh, uh, to be connected forever. And it's at this point that, uh, that even Kratos apologizes to, to Atreus. And I love Atreus's response when he says, dad, don't be, don't be sorry, be better. Oh man. Just, and he just, just throw it right back. What a callback. Yeah. And you could just see his face like, uh, like Zemo be like, yeah, hmm, fair. fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I deserve that. <laughs> yeah. So then from there, we go to the next uh, mission, uh, Creatures of Prophecy. Um, 
they uh, they go back to Vanaheim because they need to rescue uh, <laughs> Patrick's favorite named character, uh, Freya, Freyer, 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 Freya's brother or Freya's brother, Freyer. Freyer. Uh, yeah, my totally brother's like, name is Patricker. So I mean, Patricker. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. And my You're sister's Patrick. my sister's name is Patrica. Patrica. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. My dad's so, name is Patrick E. And uh, yeah, it's just, I and, mean, that's just the way your it mom's is. name, Patrickina. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it only makes sense. It's, it's they're very different names. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are. So, yeah, so you're rescuing Freyer. You go to uh, Vanaheim and uh, y- you get to finally kill Heimdall. Uh, what a fun boss fight. Oh, oh uh, it reminded me of Star Wars uh, when Anakin Skywalker is getting beat up by Obi Wan. He's like half broken, you know. He's got flames. He's, you know, uh, oh my goodness. Like this just like, uh, you know, like he, he's like one of those characters just want to punch the in the face. And, <laughs> my goodness. And when you, when you end up killing him, it's just like, and they it up too. Yelling like, I hate you. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's what it felt like. And I'm like, hmm, scratch, scratch a real good itch there. It did. Yeah. It so did. <laughs> yeah. And they built it up well too. Cause even with Kratos at the beginning, like it didn't seem like the spear was even going to be enough. And, and, and that's, and that's another thing, even though Heimdall is one of the biggest jerks in all of video games. Um, <laughs> like, like really um, for, them to give me that emotion means they did a good job in, yeah. in creating that that kind of a character. A good villain. Creating yep. that story arc for that character alone really made me kind of stand up and just pump my fist after he died. I'm like, this man, the way they told that story, like if it was just a jerk and I ended up killing him, I'm like, yeah, get out of here. But it made me like internally cheer for for kratos and for atreus and for the good of this game yeah yeah because too uh along with that they show even amidst all the the violence and kratos being you know himself and really in the end if they're not going to back down he's not either and he's going to demolish them uh he keeps giving he keeps giving his enemies chances and he does the same for heimdall and then heimdall grows a glowy arm and uh (laughs) continues to fight and Kratos is like, all right, if that's how it's going to be, then I uh, guess what? You're gone. You're done. And uh, takes him out. And uh, from there, we have a really fun chase scene, running scene where Kratos picks up Freyr and they just start booking it. And you start hitting buttons to like, like you almost like a, you're like using Freyr as a football and you're like a running back as Kratos and just slamming through fools. Uh, and then you We're get to so late in the game and they just throw in like a new mechanic, little, little mini game. It's really cool. Yeah, it was really fun. And they, th- they not only throw in a new mechanic, but they throw in a new way of transport, uh, where you get your floaty, floaty boat. I don't yeah, know what old, to call it. Big old ship, <laughs> big yeah. old blue floaty boat. And they just toss it out and they're like, Hey, we can fly. And all of a sudden you're in the clouds getting attacked by dragons. Uh, Man with big sword screams real loud and <laughs> he just jumps stuff. off the ship. <laughs> He's like, for the land. <laughs> I was like, Iceland, <laughs> I just, I just felt like someone in the movie being like, who is that again? Is that the new guy? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and they're all like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> and Kratos is like, he'll be fine. <laughs> it makes me think of that that meme. If you've seen one of the, it's one of the guys from that BBC Top Gear show, that Jeremy Clarkson. He's like, uh, oh, no. Well, anyway. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so sad. Moving on. <laughs> it wasn't that big a deal. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, for sure. That was a, that was a great description. <laughs> so from there, uh, we go back to Sinji's house, the you know the main hub, and they're like, "So what's next?" And Atreus is like, "I got to finish this mask, and we gotta we gotta get some answers and uh, figure out how to stop Odin." So he does one last mask mission, hangs out with Thor for a little bit, gets the last mask piece. Uh, Thor almost kills him, and thankfully Sindri had given him a little ninja smoke ball, and he tosses it to the ground, and he's automatically transported back with the mask, and you're like, all right, let's go. We got the mask. We got our people. We just need to combine the realms, and how do we get into Asgard and, and take out Odin? And Tyr pipes up and's like, hey, I have an idea. I know of a secret way into Asgard. Sure you and, do. And Brock's like, bull crap you do. What is this? <laughs> yes. What is this how new the, way you're talking about? All of a sudden you have this. We're going through all of this other stuff for the last 20 hours. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I have I have a secret way in, the, in there. I'm like, Yeah. Mm, uh-huh. And uh, Brock, Brock calls him calls out. Calls him out. Yep. And he gets stabbed in the chest for it. What a turn. Tear is not really tear. Tear is Odin and has been Odin since the beginning. Talk what about wanting to punch somebody in the face. Oh, man. I was done man. with Odin at that point. I did not see that coming at all. No, no. Not at I all. I mean, I definitely felt Tyr was acting weird, but I never would have been like, that's not really Tyr. I was like, maybe Tyr has all... I thought Tyr had ulterior motives. I didn't think he was going to kill Brock, but I was like, he's up to something. And then they reveal it's Odin, and it's like, what? And then Brock dies. It's interesting. Like I was watching a um, a video from uh, Corey Barlog, yeah, um, and he was talking about like Odin shows up in different forms throughout the entire game. He's like, he's like, there's a secret that's like I haven't told anybody until now. There's a scene where you're in, I think it's Svartalheim, and you're on you're on the boat in the in the in the dwarves area, yeah, and you're going underneath a bridge, and there's this one dwarf that is walking over the bridge and turns and looks at down at you in the boat and spits over the bridge at you. And he's like, really? That's Odin. I'm like, what? what? That's crazy. <laughs> really? So they have little, little things like that where Interesting. Odin's basically been following you guys the whole time. Yeah, the shape-shifting of Odin, I don't know if I remembered that or knew that, but it definitely was a thing. And... They totally reveal it here and just drop the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big bomb at that for sure. So, yeah, Brock is dead. Uh, Tears actually Odin and plan B uh, uh, is put in place because plan A was not going to work out. Nope. So now it's time to assemble all the, all the, all the folks from all the realms for Ragnarok. That's right. 
Norse realms assemble. Ragnarok assemble. So speaking of Ragnarok, we got to get Ragnarok going. So uh, Kratos and Atreus go to Muspelheim to track down Surtur. And uh, they find out, they find Surtur, who's not willing to cooperate at first because he doesn't want his wife, his ice giant wife, to be hurt. But he reveals a secret that his wife's heart is in his chest. Apparently, that's not the source of her life. So he, he's willing to sacrifice that and himself and leave her out of it. But pretty much as if he stabs him, he stabs the frozen heart with his uh, blades of chaos then he will turn into Ragnarok. And right when you do that, what shows up but two Valkyries mm. that you have to fight simultaneously. <laughs> what a duo fight this is. This was a fun fight. Uh, Screaming internally the whole time. And definitely not an easy fight, yeah. uh, to say the <laughs> right. least. Right. But maybe had one of the best duo fight moments with Kratos and Atreus where he turns into a bear and you guys are trading blows against the the Valkyries, and it's just going back and forth. It's like a dance. You're pressing mm. buttons. You're fighting. You're taking out the Valkyries. Mm, I definitely took some pictures here. What a moment! Speaking like, of what? that, just a real, real quick yeah. thing. Like side note for for Atreus. Like you know, uh, in, in addition to becoming a bear, he also oh yeah, turns into that's a true. Wolf. He does turn At into a wolf. Point, I loved again. There, the the dialogue reactions to like when you would turn into a wolf to whichever like uh, there was one time where I was with um oh, what is what is her name Thrude Thrud? yeah Thrud yeah um and you transform into a wolf for the first time and for you're for, you turn into a wolf what yeah and it's just her reaction it's just those little details mm -hmm. um just always you know that was so cool. Um, and, and obviously, you know, Atreus learns to control his, his abilities more and more throughout the game. Hence, we get to that whole scene with him, with Kratos and the bear. Oh, yeah. Like that he, can, he can control it. Yep. Yeah, it's super cool, super epic, um, and is a great end to that, that portion of the journey, doing that, kind of being in that, uh, that area between realms where it almost looked like the stars, like you're on a... It, it, it was a very mystical, mythical-looking area. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, we, we journey into the final section of the game, the realms at war. And it all begins with uh, a little nap time with Kratos. And, uh, you know, you're having that typical, everybody's gathered at, the, at Tyr's temple, and they're like, all right, everybody get your rest, because tomorrow we're taking the fight to Odin. And, uh, you know, you hand off Mimir to his former deceased ex-wife, Sigrun, where they, you know, she wants to hear funny little stories from him. Um, Kratos is joined by Atreus in the tent because he doesn't want to sleep alone. And Kratos tells him a story about a log-carrying man, just totally random. Not sure where he got the story, but he just probably made it up on the spot and uh, then falls asleep. And you have one last meeting with uh, Faye in the forest kind of showing what started um, God of War 2018, where she says, I want you to take my ashes to the top of the, the highest point in all the realms. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so, and, and she encourages him to open his heart, to love deeply, and you will find every reason to keep living 
in in the world you're in is the last thing she tells him in the dream and uh that connects to then later on um in the next section but yeah so general kratos wakes up the next day and blows gallerhorn blows the horn and all the realms join together to fight including ingrid who is freyr's sword i did not see that coming yeah that was cool like that was a cool moment right where he yeah. like calls his sword and she just comes zipping up and he just uses her masterfully uh what a cool little cool little fight that he can use ingrid to fly which i'm like man i wish atreus would have known that when he yep. was using ingrid <laughs> that would have been awesome to fly around uh lots of fighting lots of things falling apart being destroyed uh Sindri shows up and he destroys all the laser beams with one just little hammer thing um, it was like super super grief stricken at this point oh yeah he is not taking the brock death very well at yeah, all and super uh, angry with sure. atreus yep uh, he's upset with pretty much everybody yeah. uh but especially atreus and kratos i think just because they were such close friends and he just is so very hurt and then it's also at this point that they realize that odin is using the midgardians to kind of cushion the blow and die on his behalf and so they adjust things and they hold off ragnarok for as long as possible and then kratos and atreus uh attempt to penetrate the wall without uh ragnarok getting too close uh and of course Sindri helps with that they get in there and uh you get to fight as atreus in bear form which was a little clunky but still cool to get to control the bear mm -hmm. and do the bear fight where the rage meter didn't go down at all you just kept fighting as the bear until all the enemies were gone that was fun um and then thrud shows up uh sif shows up and you very quickly as atreus uh convert them to the cause breach the wall and then we have our second big fight with thor between thor and kratos um and whoo what a fight this is what a fight epic epic fight like this is this takes the first fight at the beginning of the game to a whole nother level where yeah. you're throwing like he's throwing his mjolnir and you're throwing your axe and it's just creating this huge electric lightning storm uh it was going back and forth with just regular gameplay fighting to cutscenes to quick time events like such seamlessly done yep yeah one thing Absolutely. that's one thing that's interesting in the background before you have the fight actually with thor you see thor fighting uh yaman the world serpent yeah and uh he actually sends him back in time in that moment like you see him the the snake you see the world serpent and thor uh -huh. hit each other at the same time and then this the world serpent disappears and that is the that's the world serpent going back to the beginning of time and doing his thing and then uh continuing the cycle of time mm -hmm. so that was a pretty interesting thing that happened but yeah back to the the thor fight is pretty epic mark what did you think of the thor fight um the conversations that they had as parents kratos trying to talk him out of it talk him down yeah, I was I was glad that ultimately, you know, Thor after like so many people are trying to talk sense into him, you know, Thor goes back to drinking very heavily. Yeah. All that multiple kind of times. Stuff, multiple times. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff and and realizing just how much he's been used by um by Odin. Odin. 
and 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 Odin isn't really, you know, the person he thought he was, and and yeah, you know, he already Thor's already in a dark place, and and so, you know, Kratos finally helps him realize that you know he needs to do this for his family, for yep, for his daughter, yep, um, and and so uh, this is a very impactful scene, and mm-hmm. and you know you either it's that classic line you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain and and in this case i would say that you know at the very last moment you know thor dies a hero yeah um because he finally realizes yeah odin comes in he's like he's like hey what are you doing kill him (laughs) yeah don't just sit there and kill him thor's like no yeah, and so Odin just stabs Oof. him, sends like, that spear right through him. I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, this really? Is, this is your kid. <laughs> this yeah. is this is your son, and you you're so like power hungry and knowledge hungry that you're gonna kill your own son because he doesn't want to kill Kratos. Like, woo! This was rough. Yeah. It turned on a dime, like because right before that, like you guys said, you know, Thor had had been turned. He had realized that he was wrong. You know, Kratos said, "For the sake of our children, we must be better," and just totally got through to Thor. Mm-hmm. And then he gets impaled by Odin, and uh, oof. And then Odin, you know, he Mjolnir's Thrud right in the face, knocks her far away, and then the fight against Odin begins. Uh, I thought the final fight, but it's really the first of fi- the final first part of the final fight. Um, and and after you fight Odin, and we can talk more about the Odin fight in the second half and the second fight because it's a it's much more crazy and and more complex. But uh, this first fight ends with Freya intervening with the noose that she found on the tree in the uh, when you're going after the Norns, and she just she gets that noose around him, uh, you know, mystically. And uh, she has a little talk. And it's just like, you listen here, buddy. You, you have no power over me. And uh, they have a, a, a little chat. And then he finds a way to throw a crow at her and distracts her. And the noose somehow is loosened. And they get knocked through the ground. Uh, and then Atreus is faced with a big decision. Because for whatever reason, they get separated to the point where Odin's next to the tear, the green tear. Atreus has the mask and Odin's like, let's go. Put the mask on. Fulfill your destiny. Let's find out what this is all about. Let's get the knowledge we need to make everything better. And uh, Kratos is like, I trust you. Make the decision. Oh, man. What a moment. He's just standing over here and he's like, whatever decision you're going to make, I support you. Do it. Yeah. You know, and this is just a just now kind of thing. I was thinking like, you know what would have been cool? But ultimately, I I mean, I, I very much enjoyed the way that they went that with it. Giving you the actual choice. Oh, yeah. If, you that would have been interesting, to, right? To just destroy the mask or to yeah. actually put the mask on and see what what it is you would see. I mean, there's a curious part of me. I really did want to know what it was. Yeah. I was like, maybe he'll see what it is, and then he'll be like, "No, just kidding," and then break it. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be a guy in a green, green. Yeah, oh man, Jim Carrey. Suit. It's gonna be the Green Ranger, <laughs> wearing oh his gosh. green well, denim jacket, 
And it's the dog <laughs> from the mask wearing the green face. <laughs> the mask. The dog. Milo. The oh, man. Milo. Oh, God. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Atreus makes the right decision. He breaks the mask in half, mm-hmm. tosses it, destroys it, and definitely ticks off Odin in the process, who's not very happy with the decision. And then we have the real final fight against Odin, who's pretty tough. He's a pretty tough cookie for an old guy. Uh, so the fight, did you guys have any thoughts about the fight uh, against Odin? I really enjoyed the combo of Atreus and Freya yeah. being together with you. And you had both their power moves, like both their hold square moves on the, the bottom right. I thought that was cool. Yeah, having the both of them, like it didn't make that on on the particular difficulty level I put it on, it didn't make things too tremendously difficult. I mean, overall, it was a, it was a cool fight. Yeah. Um, of course, the, there's the really annoying part where all of a sudden he gets this super powerful shield and like, yeah, like, really. Oh yeah. But, um, but otherwise, no. I thought I thought this was a cool final, final battle, and and they're all getting to save their piece and, you know, sticking it to him. Um, all the while he's trying to fight them off and all that kind of stuff. It was a cool. It's a cool little fight. Yeah, and then uh, uh, you you defeat him, and then at the end, Atreus gets the last conversation with him, and this is like, <coughs> listen, man, just choose better, be better, stop, <laughs> and he won't. And so he's like, that's unfortunate. And then he puts his soul. Wish he didn't say that. Yeah, and then he puts his soul in one of those little marbles. Yeah, but that moment when he's holding him in his arms, right, it goes is back to the that moment to the prophecy, right, of the board. It's like, no, that wasn't Kratos. It was Odin that was on yeah. that board. It's yep. still fate. It's still the same board, except they interpreted it wrong. It's yep. not his dad. It's Odin. So I thought that was a really awesome. You know, yeah, he held him just piece. the same way. Yes, awesome. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, yeah he go, sure. go, goes into the giant orb. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it goes with the theme that, you know, they talk about throughout and after about how they're not giving into fate. They're not fighting against fate. They're just, they're choosing for themselves mm-hmm. and they're choosing for each other what to do next. And it yeah. happens to be fate, but it also doesn't work out exactly the way they interpret it or even the giants interpret it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. And so cool. they have... They have Odin's soul and a little marble. They kind of pass the marble around. What do you want to do with this? And, <laughs> yeah, I love and, this. Uh-huh. and everybody's like, oh, I don't, I don't need it. I don't care. And then Sinji grabs it and puts it down. Hammer time. And just pops that baby immediately. No pause. Vengeance is, is it. And this is for Brock. So it was a very, it was a very satisfying ending, uh, to say the least. And uh, really good. Um. Yeah, from there, uh, Ragnarok has shown up, and Ragnarok's big sword is f- coming down very quickly. Freyr sacrifices himself for the sake of the group, using you know Ingrid and Freyr sacrifice themselves, and the group escapes, and they wind up back in Midgard, and then you just get a nice little, you get just get a nice time of conversations. Like you wake up as Atreus, you walk down the hallway. 
You talk with a bunch of different people, have a bunch of different conversations, kind of like the, it reminded me very much of like an old school RPG or just old school video game where it's like just that wind down time of reflection of, you know, this is it, you know, the last bit of, of just conversations, knowing that mm -hmm. you're never all going to be together at once again. You're all going to go your separate ways and stuff. Yeah. So it's really cool, really cool. And uh, you you finish off meeting up with with Kratos, and you guys get to see one last giant cupboard uh, made by none other than Faye, who had hidden it from you. I think it. I think they said she had destroyed it, and then Agrabota put it back together or uncovered Something it. Like something of that nature. And it showed Atreus's path and it showed uh, not just Atreus's path, uh, but you discover on the other side is Kratos's path uh, going from arriving in uh, the Norse realms to then in the end, not happening yet, being worshiped as a benevolent and good uh, God with a statue and, and people uh, honoring and admiring him, uh, which is definitely not something he expected. Uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then you have the goodbyes between Kratos and uh, Atreus and uh, the the forehead to forehead moments, uh, really touching, really just amazing uh, letting Atreus go and letting him go on his own adventure to find the other giants. Um, what did you guys think of this ending uh, between the two? It's bittersweet for sure. Cause yeah. like, you know, with all they've they've set up, there's going to be a third one now. But you know, are they going to come back together? Is this going to be, you know, how much time is going to pass? Are we going to be seeing a lot of Atreus going and finding these giants and all this kind of stuff? Right. Those, but it's bittersweet to to see them like really part yeah. for an extended period of time. And probably the next time we see Atreus, he will be an adult, basically. A young adult. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for for the first game and for a large majority of this game, uh, Kratos is like, "You're not ready. Yeah, you're not ready. You are. That. You're 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 still learning. You have a yep. lot to learn. You're still making these mistakes." And at the end, he's like, "It's like you're ready." And it was just like that moment. I'm like, "Oh, book ended it." Like, yep. oh my gosh. Like, yes. Like, he's letting his you know, his son has come of age, you know, he's graduated high school. He's going off to college on his own, you know, and being that kind of like that kind of feeling that Kratos is having. Like, he's like, I have to let him go. Like he's, he's his own man now. Like we've, we've, we've saved the realms and we did it together. Like he's ready to go off on his own and find himself, find his heritage and things like that. I thought it was, I it was it was rough as a dad. It was rough, like because yeah. my kids are still at home, and at that moment when I need to let my kid go, let them know that they're ready for the real world. Like mm -hmm. I can only imagine the 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 pain and anxiety that I'm going to incur, and that and I had that kind of emotion at this moment, and when just that moment when Atreus just leaves the uh, leaves the screen as he's on his journey i'm like man that is a that is a rough moment like he's been kratos has had you know his if you know kratos's history you know he's lost his first family he lost his wife and now he's kind of like he's not losing his son but losing that like 
all, all always together, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And yeah, it was a rough, it was rough ending, like a uh, very awesome ending. Very well done. The story, like I said, the story uh, in this game is hands down. One of the best, best stories in, in all of games and all of entertainment. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, very emotional ending. Very emotional. I never, I didn't shed a tear or anything, but it was just like, wow, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you're met with the, essentially the first ending. Yep. There's, there's two endings. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun little way to do the credits. I think for the first ending where yeah. you're walking back as Kratos. It was just like the first one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's just, true. You're, they you're did going do that. Down. Yeah. You're just, you're walking in the snow. You're walking down or not mm -hmm. snow. You're walking down Jotunheim, right? like the mountain of Jotunheim. Is that how they did it? I think. Yeah. yeah. But this one you'll have in like more conversations with people and they're saying hi to you and mm -hmm. yeah. And so then you think it's over because you saw the credits, but it's actually not over because there's a, an epilogue, a, an extra ending called Viking funeral, uh, which you unlock by talking to uh, the lady dwarf. Lunda. Uh, Lunda. Thank you. Talk to Lunda. And uh, she tells you, hey, we're going to be having a memorial and a funeral for Brock. Come by the, the old tavern in Svadelheim or wherever that's called. And uh, you go there. You meet him in the, the bar. You say some nice words. And then you say, we're going to meet in another location. So you go to that location. And that's when they do the Viking funeral. Uh, sail off uh, Brock. Uh, not before Sindri shows up at the last minute. And uh, just in a, in a heartbreaking you could just see it in his eyes, see it mm -hmm. in the, the atmosphere. Kratos trying to comfort him and Sindri re rejecting the comfort um, and uh, then pushing him off and then Freya lighting the, the boat and uh, saying goodbye Pinpoint to Brock. Pinpoint accuracy, by the way. Oh, I was thinking about while I was watching. I was like, man, I would hate to be that guy that's trying to like, shoot how do you the arrows at the boat. That? Like, what's and the missing. Heck? Like in real life, you know there was a dude who just kept missing and it just got awkward. And there's like there's a second gunman over there. Wait, 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 no, hold on. Wait a minute. Wait, let me do it. Let me try one more time. <laughs> it's like, give me that. Uh, yeah. So, and then it's at this part that Mimir uh, says the answer to the riddle that. What what gets bigger the more you take away from it and it's a hole. Mm -hmm. And kind of the symbolism of the hole in Sendry's heart mm -hmm. from the loss of his brother. And then Sendry disappears. That was a bittersweet ending. And then it fades to black from there. And then you get the credits. Uh, yeah. I really hope they don't leave Sendry like this. Like just broken are there any other are, are, is there supposed to be some like third secret ending after you do the epilogue of completing the realms if Sindri is going to say something i don't know not that i'm I've not heard looking of, but... i'm not looking it up i know i don't want to be spoiled by it by it but i feel like there's got to be some sort of closure because one of the so. one of the um, missions is the epilogue and i haven't done yeah. like you have to do all these um Asgard remains or something like that. I can't remember what it is. But yeah, you have that's to do the, all the. It's the epilogue. It's the main mission. It's true. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll, maybe. we'll see. We'll see what the, what that is. But I'm still continuing to play it. It's a very very fun game. After the end, yeah. you know, going through all the realms and there's still as you're with Freya and you're doing all these other side missions and favors and thing whatever. Um, I had come across um, uh, Fjord. 
Is that how you say her name? I can't run. It's so hard. It's Thor's daughter, yeah. but she's yeah. sitting there on Thrude. a log. She's Thrude. sitting there on a log and she's got Mjolnir uh, on the ground. Oh yeah. And she's just talking to it or talking to herself and Freya and Mimir and Kratos are talking about it. And then all of a sudden she just like lightnings away. And I'm oh, like, wow. oh, okay. So she's the, she's the new God of thunder, I guess. or the goddess yeah. of thunder yeah, or, or lady Thor, whatever it is. Yeah. That's one thing I really like about this. Uh, I, and I think this is far superior to 2018's God of War is that after the story, when they give you the freedom to explore, like I think there's there's a there's a bunch of extra stuff that you can explore and discover. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I discovered in uh, getting uh, some some seeds of realm seeds or Yggdrasil seeds from the 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 eye patch squirrel guy. You can go to Jotunheim. Uh, you can go to the giant's realm with Kratos, and you can finally do exactly what I thought should have happened in Helheim when you first uh, resurrected Fenrir. As Kratos, you can go to Fenrir in Jotunheim, and you can pet him. Oh can- no way! Oh man, can- I gotta, I gotta do and that. You- and you can say, "Good boy." No, he says it. Good, because I was like. I was like missed opportunity for him not saying good. Boy. We were talking about it. We were boy. talking about it. You know, yep. and I was like, dang, it's totally missed opportunity. You can do it. But it's that, so good. Amazing. See, that's the kind of stuff that they put in this game that just makes it leagues better than any other game. Yeah, it's so good. These writers so good. The, and the way the direction of this, the way they have, oh, I mean, it's so yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal in point A to point Z amazing yep so definitely explore all the areas there are more discoveries to be made and and some of those i'm not mm-hmm. going to give spoilers i'm just going to leave it you need to explore do the extra missions there are there are so many cool things like i'm really excited to continue in the world with freya and mimir see what we unlock see what we find uh yeah uh what a game what a game all right, so we have reached the end. Um, we need to give a rating, each of us. Um, Mark, do you want to give your rating first? What do you uh, give it? It is 10 out of 10 Loki masks. Okay, all right, all right. Absolute beautiful game. Um, I have no problem saying this right now. Game of the year for me. There you go. Game of the year, and is it better, even with or where does it where does it compare to God of War twenty eighteen? I'd say it's better. Yeah. yeah. All right. That that being said, like God of War twenty eighteen, oh is an absolute yeah, phenomenal game. It's our number one game. So yeah, yeah. but they they managed now. to they managed to surpass that in my opinion. Okay. All right. Uh, Patrick. Yeah, uh, God of War twenty eighteen. I mean this this. Uh, is just as good as this game if uh if not if ragnarok's not just a little bit better but the reason why ragnarok is so good is because you had that foundation of 2018 yeah you had it's it's unbelievable um to have those so it's like neck and neck and like these these it's the storytelling is a little bit different it is a little bit more matured than the 2018 version um, which is just it leads to better relationships and the growth of of Kratos and Atreus 
um, just seeing that growth and the way they've done it. So well done. The graphics are great. The mechanics, the controls, um, everything about this game, the skill tree. It was the skill tree. Was it? We didn't even talk about this. The skill tree. It is unassuming. Like it's just like, hey, here's your skill trees. You can you can you can get them all. By the end of the game, you have them all. It's like you yeah. know, there's, there's it's it's not it's not hard. You know, it's the it's not it's like you're not going through all these skill trees. It's like all right, you have a little bit of this. Uh, yeah, just just click on that. You're good. Like, do you, you know? want stealthy Kratos or do you want aggressive no, state yeah, Kratos it's, or do it's you, like, no? Hey, it's just if you, if it's like it's like hey, if you're more of a melee or if you're more of range, you can go over there. But by the time you're you're done with this, you're gonna have them all. So yeah, um, I thought that was very very easy. Uh, the the armor, the set, all that stuff, all that stuff was the same as 2018, so it was easy to get back into. Right. Um, but yeah, this game is a 10 out of 10. I'm gonna 10 out of 10. Oh man, punches to Heimdall's face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, but yeah, 10 out of 10. Like Mark said. This is the game of the year. I think um, because of the story is um, the reason why it's it should be b- beat Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring is great. I loved Elden Ring watching it. I'm not good at I couldn't play it. Um, and I think that's a drawback. Like this God of War is accessible to any yeah. age. You can get in. You do not need to watch fighting cowboy to figure out how to beat a freaking video game <laughs> for 100 hours no like, like this is it wants you to be engrossed in the story and it does yeah. a very very good job Agreed. one of the best you know like story driven games of all time 10 out of 10 game of the year awesome and the way it's set up you can make it like a souls game like it's totally put it up on that god of war you know give me god of war you can do that you could but yeah. you don't have to so yeah i'm with you guys 10 out of 10 uh it not not better because god of war 2018 is not that as good but it's just better than god of war 2018 because it builds upon it like you said patrick and then the intricate story the heartfelt story i think they they do everything just better they build upon it so well they do it i i loved every single character even heimdall i loved him in his own annoying punch him in the face sort of way yeah like just (laughs) totally there was not a weak character in the bunch. Loved them all. So I give it 10 out of 10 frozen lightning bolts. Um, it was nice. So good. So good. So yeah, I think uh, other than that, we just have a, a couple joiners that wanted to share. Uh, some joiners didn't have a whole lot to say because all they had to say, like, uh, let me see here on Twitter. Uh, Splig said, haven't played it yet. Sitting this one out. Uh, you better come not sit later. it out forever. Come you better later. come back later, my friend. Uh, let's see. Scary Terry's Dust uh, at you done messed up. Aaron said, I haven't played it or the prequel. At this point, it's in the whelp. Guess I just missed that one folder. LOL. No. Oh, no. No missing this. No. Get, get to it. Get to it, my friend. Better day late than never. Day. That's right. Get it started. Hey, never- Mark, I mean, you played all the Uncharted's this year. Yeah. yeah, you know it's never too late to play a series like this. Mm-hmm. Never too late. All right, and uh, I'm jealous because you were able to do it all right in a row. Yeah, <laughs> that's magical. Can you imagine playing God of War 2018 and then this one back to back, like a huge epic tale? Didn't have to wait four years. 
Yeah, exactly. True All right. Uh, Delvin Cox uh, on Discord. Still pretty early in the game, about eight hours in, but I really love the growth that both characters have shown so far. Kratos has a dad who wants the best for his son as well as to keep him safe. Then there's Atreus who is looking for his dad's approval as well as searching for answers of his own. You, mm, you're yes. gonna love. You're gonna love Delvin how the story goes with the father son. Uh, I love the father son tale. Uh, Tim Pollan, Mr. Bacon. God of War Ragnarok. Oh my goodness, what a story. I still think 2018 is a better game, but man, what a follow-up. I can't wait to hear the spoiler cast. I may reach out privately to discuss 9 out of 10 irritating barking monsters. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Love uh, the scoring system. Tim, you're welcome to reach out anytime to chat about it. And I would say pound for pound, like some of the big moments, like finding the Blades of Olympus or getting the Blades of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Like some of those big story moments, and I think God of War 2018 being more more dense, like condensed, it's shorter. So I can get where some people think it's better, but I will say going back, once you play Ragnarok, going back and listening to Atreus, I don't know that it's. I I, I almost feel like it'll kind of <laughs> make it tougher to play through yeah. the uh, the 2018, but but it's still all part of the story and and still mm-hmm. very good. So yeah, solid solid games wonderful story so all right i think that concludes our god of war ragnarok spoiler cast if you do want to share with us uh your thoughts it's never too late to do such a thing so quick housekeeping to offer you towels fluff pillows topped with andy's candies and tip you off on how you can connect with the gmgu twitter discord facebook instagram all of those you can connect with us if you'd rather connect visually or spectatorly there's youtube and twitch uh and then finally patreon and our merch page you can support us and gear up with us so click that one link to rule them all in the show notes or you can type it out linktree.com slash the gmg pod of course if you can't toss your attention or a coin to your podcasters but it's still the giving type you can rate and review us on apple podcast and Podchaser and spotify uh, it helps us reach new joiners through stars exclamation marks and your feedback so let your voice be heard literally if you like 929 GMG guys, give us a call. Alrighty then, Pat and Mark, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week. And may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you be better.